Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. On today's show, we'll get some insights from Brian Thomas, science writer with the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Brian Thomas. I speak around the nation representing the Institute for Creation Research, oftentimes on the subject of dinosaurs. And wherever I go across this great land, and to whatever audience I bring my message, someone or multiple people almost always ask me, this question about dinosaurs. They say, so you're suggesting, in fact, you're strongly suggesting that dinosaurs and man lived at the same time. And I say, yes, the Bible teaches this, that we have on day six of creation week, God making all the great beasts of the earth. That includes dinosaurs. It has to include dinosaurs. And of course, God made man on day six. So they lived at the same time on the same earth. And then what do they ask? If that's the case, then why don't we see human fossils with dinosaur fossils? Shouldn't they be in the same rock layers if they lived at the same time? Now, this is a good question, and I appreciate getting asked this question, and I appreciate the opportunity to answer it. But the more I've considered this question over the years, the more I have come to the conclusion that it's really not a phenomenon. It's not something we should expect to see. We shouldn't really expect to see dinosaurs and humans in the same rock layer. Why do I say that? Well, there's at least five reasons. But the top reason is something that came to me as I studied dinosaur rock layers. And what do I notice when I study rock layers? When I did my dinosaur dig, we saw certain creatures fossilized together with these dinosaur bones. We saw um, horsetail rush. This is a swamp-like plant. And, and we saw soft-shell turtles. Of course, these swim in uh, lakes, and it's a water creature. And then we saw hard-shell turtle fossils, just a leg bone here or a piece of a shell there. And then, of course, mixed with dinosaur bones, dinosaur bone fragments. And guess what else? a couple of shark teeth, a couple of clams, and gar fish scales, along with crocodile teeth and bits of bone. So what I'm looking at here in these dinosaur rock layers, we're looking at swamp creatures and swimming creatures. Swamp and sea, shark teeth, maybe an estuary type of environment was captured by a bunch of moving sand and mud. And that captured the dinosaurs and rolled them all into this big ball and then splayed them out in these giant rock formations. What I'm saying is I've learned that we do not see lions, tigers, and bears, and cats, and dogs. We don't see any of those kinds of animals buried in the same layers with dinosaurs. We do see 
sea creatures and swamp creatures mixed together. So if we don't see creatures that live on hard ground, on dry land, lions, tigers, bears, cats, and dogs, why would we expect to see humans? So that's my first reason why we shouldn't expect to see human fossils buried with dinosaur fossils is because we don't have hard, dry ground creatures at all, really, in those dinosaur layers. We just have swamp and sea creatures mixed together, which indicates that um, there's something unique going on with these dinosaur rock layers, something that doesn't happen today. How do you get sea creatures and swamp creatures and lake creatures mixed together? This is a massive catastrophe on a grand scale, grander than is even easy to imagine. It's difficult to imagine. But what that leads me to think is that these rock layers that have these dinosaur fossils in them, they don't necessarily correspond to time zones. So that leads me to my second answer or my second uh, reason why we should not expect to see human fossils with dinosaur fossils, and that is that the question may seem to assume, or it may be coming from the perspective of the idea that each layer represents a time. Now, if the flood, if Noah's flood deposited these layers, then they may not represent times at all. They would instead represent places. We're going to take a short break. Stay with us. Dinosaurs are fascinating creatures. Seeing their fossils inspires a sense of awe and wonder that sparks the imagination. We're learning more about them all the time, but many questions still remain. Are dinosaurs really millions of years old? Did they live at the same time as humans? How do they fit with the Bible? And why are they extinct today? The Institute for Creation Research addresses these questions and more in their full-color and easy-to-read book, Guide to Dinosaurs. Guide to Dinosaurs delves into the history of dinosaurs, fossil discoveries, dinosaur kinds, and what the Bible has to say about these mysterious creatures. It serves as a helpful resource for parents and kids alike. Order your copy of Guide to Dinosaurs from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Brian Thomas. We are still answering this good question, why do we find no human fossils mixed with dinosaur fossils? And our answer to this question consists of five reasons why we shouldn't really expect to see human fossils with dinosaur fossils. One of those reasons the third in the list that I'm presenting, has to do with violence. Genesis 6 describes the pre-flood peoples and the pre-flood world, including its animals, as being filled with violence. It was so violent that God had to destroy that world. Genesis 6 verse 5 specifies this. It says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So you've got all these wicked, wicked people running around. What was to stop them from doing anything they wanted? What was to stop them from 
for example, murdering their neighbors. So if the murder rates were high, if the homicide rates were high, the population may have been low. Everyone's running around doing what they want to do, clubbing each other to death or shooting each other. Maybe they had guns. We have no idea. But um, the violence was high. The wickedness was high. And we know one thing about violence and wickedness. It usually results in a lot of death. So we can imagine a society or a people group before the flood that just killed each other off so that you have a low population. So very few people may have existed. We don't know uh, the population of the pre-flood world, but we do know they were violent. So that leads us to the fourth reason that we may not necessarily expect to find dinosaurs mixed with human fossils, and that is mobility. Humans are smart. We're smarter than any animal. And so the pre-flood humans were smart. Although they were wicked, they were also smart. And um, the Bible specifies that the floodwaters were rising for months. For months, they're watching the floodwaters rise and inundate or take over the margins of those ancient land areas. Maybe it was a single continent. And so they're getting to higher ground. So we can imagine, and this is speculation because we just don't know for sure, but it does seem reasonable to me that you've got months to get away from an impending disaster, you're going to get away. You're going to do everything you can to get to higher ground, along with some of the other mobile and maybe smarter animals. But man may have escaped some of those floodwaters early on by climbing to higher ground. But then the Bible says in Genesis 7 that the floodwaters finally overtook even the highest land. And at that point, you're going to kill all the people and lions, tigers, and bears, dogs, and cats, elk, and deer, all of them that were not on the ark were drowned at the height of the flood, at the apex or the peak of flood water level. Now, this flood water is sloshing around for weeks or months, maybe, we're not sure, but then it finally starts to recede which leads us to the fifth and final reason why humans and dinosaurs shouldn't necessarily be found in the same layers. The receding floodwaters, described in Genesis 8.3 this way, and the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the waters decreased. What are waters going to do when they decrease? Well, when waters increased during the flood, we see the remains or the effects of that increasing water in the form of rock layers, water with force, speed, power, ripping up lower rocks, even solid granites and hard igneous rocks, ripping them up, pulverizing them, redepositing them as sedimentary deposits, big, thick rock layers and in rock systems all over the earth. But now we're receding. So the very topmost layers that had just been deposited some weeks or maybe months before, maybe just days, we don't know, but recently, those are going to be erased. So the receding floodwaters flow off of the surface of the now broken into today's continents, and they're going to pick up the animals' carcasses, maybe wash them into lower-lying pits as they run off of those continents and into the now new and deeper ocean basins. So the ocean basins, the, the floor of the ocean, was high 
during the flood because we had thicker ocean crust. And as that crust cooled for over the course of months during the flood, the thickness of the crust beneath the ocean floor thins and it decreases. And so it lowers and then it draws, if you will, water from off the surface of the earth. And that is going to do massive erosion. So those waters may have erased the humans and the dogs and cats and all the other most recently inundated animals during the flood. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.